there's one thing that you need to know, Ruben, is that a lot of people listen to this. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> Welcome to the Aware Audio Experience, where our goal is simple, to help more people meditate. Join us as we interview people from all walks of life, whether they're thought leaders in their space or friends in our community. We try to break down how people use meditation to live a more open life and pull tips out to help us live more open lives as well. As always, this podcast and all of our content is funded by Aware Apparel. Visit our website at aware-apparel.com that's a-w-e-a-r-apparel.com and check out some of our gear and without further ado here's today's episode ruben is the third person involved in bringing you guys aware ruben does a lot of the web design for us and plays a huge part in just making sure that everything we do is up to standard. I almost consider Ruben like the head of quality control. Among many things. I'm trying to help wherever I can. And uh, it's amazing to see Aware come this far. Happy to be here. I love what the, what we're doing with the podcast. It's up there with some of my favorite podcasts. So. <laughs> uh, that means a lot. I like that. No biases there. <laughs> nope. That's good feedback. So Aware was very much a concept early on. And because of Reed, Ruben, and my belief in whatever Aware is, it started to turn into something real. So Ruben, what, what is it that like inspired you to join? I think really just to be honest, it just comes from a place of gratitude. I mean, Sean, you're one of my best friends. You've been a brother to me and I just always feel obligated to help you whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's really where it started. I mean, five, six years ago, a lot of people probably don't know this, but uh. Sean designed the first t-shirt for yeah. me. It was a birthday present. And those little things that he does for me, it just they go a long way so whenever sean is working on something and he asks for a favor i want to go all in 100 percent and help out and and now we're here today and it's come this far and happy to be a part of the journey and i want to keep helping and and keep working on this it really motivates me to be to give back i think that's just really where it comes from that's where it got started and that, that's why i want to be here and continue with this i forgot about that for sure <laughs> <laughs> that was ruben's birthday the sonoma yeah it was uh yeah shout out sonoma ruben's birthday he's from like boys hot spring or yep, something yep. and the we, barking dog yeah the the bark- that was my neighborhood like graphic designed a t-shirt for him for the first time we tried to launch a clothing company it was called divinity and we just started making shirts for whatever reason and ruben's birthday was definitely one of those early reasons i still have that shirt i get i made two i gave you one for your birthday and then i just stashed one and i just found it like a year ago and started wearing it so yours is probably destroyed and yeah, out of mine's, rotation mine's been through a lot yeah for sure. mine's like fresh in but i like what you said about gratitude too because i feel like you're super grateful for one but as we were working on going live with the website and stuff, I remember you going to the essential oils and like smelling them to keep you grounded or whatever reason, just like to keep you going, take a little hit of some eucalyptus and like oh, yeah. back to web design. And that was, I had to, you know, get the full experience. You were immersed. You were totally immersed while you were building the website, which was awesome to see. It's a lifestyle. That's like where it started for me, watching it unfold into all of our lives like that. I was like, okay. I mean, that's just symbolic of what's going on with the entire friend group, basically, and everyone that's participated. It's like, it's infectious. Everyone is getting involved, which is so cool. I felt the depths of our community through this whole process of everyone getting involved. People that I went to middle school with just way back when. And uh, it's cool just to see so many people come together because like a tribe community is so important for 
I don't know. I feel like being present and full and complete and wholesome. That's a great point. Having a tribe, having a community that you can contribute to is really yeah, important to your fulfillment, right? And aware it's something that called out to the group that helped you define the group and even feel like who's in it. It has like a unifying effect on, on at least our friends, which is really cool to see. I totally agree. I mean, I think just being here with you guys, that's a big reason I love coming here and helping out whenever I can and, and doing as much as possible. Coming to San Diego, you were a big reason why I wanted to move to San Diego in the first place, Sean. We so. were supposed to do it together. Yeah, remember? yeah. I mean, <laughs> timing was a little off, but eventually I got down here. Yeah, you made and, it. Uh, and I'm just such a, I'm a happier person being around you guys for sure. It's amazing to build something with people you love. I see how special it is. You know, you go to work and these are people that just happen to work at the same company that you can have amazing relationships with. But damn, we're like all brothers, I feel like. So mm-hmm. we get to work on these things and, and bring in the skills that we get from work and use them for something that's kind of like ours. It's pretty special. You know, I was just thinking about people who maybe are not as lucky to have like a really strong like group like we do. What are your thoughts? I mean, because building out Aware, like I said, it was like a call out to the group that unified people. How can people like help build their own tribe? Or like, how can they, you know, you don't need to launch a clothing brand necessarily to like get to your people. I feel like the work comes on yourself first, honestly. You gotta love yourself to love other people and you gotta be okay with who you are. If you're looking for someone, something in someone else to complete you, that will be felt in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an added pressure burden. So when you're just like when you have everything you need within you, it's really easy to connect with other people mm-hmm. and like build a long lasting tribe. Being a leader, reaching out to people. And like I, I know like a personal goal for me in 2022 is around like just being more socially engaged. And like it's not always going to the bar either. It's like I, I mm-hmm. want to go to more comedy. I want to go to more like intellectually stimulating things and yeah. sending it out there to people to you don't need to launch a clothing brand yeah. to, to have a tribe. And like, you know, there's things that you can do to like build your community. Yeah. Reach out to people. I think people are looking for community leaders, yeah. tribe leaders, somebody yeah. to like bring them into action. Ruben, talk to us about what mindfulness means to you or how much you've meditated in your life. Like what? Yeah, I got an interesting relationship with mindfulness. I mean, you definitely got me curious about it for sure. Um, I mean, now now it's way more mainstream and, and you see it more and more. But I mean, when I was first getting into it, I, I wasn't sure what I was doing. I was trying it. I was, you know, using Calm, those apps to kind of help yeah. me with some guided meditation, doing those 10 minute ones and deep breathing in and out. Try not to think about anything. Think about your breathing. It was weird for me. It was uh, it was unfamiliar. I wasn't sure if it was helping, if I was getting the benefits of it wasn't sure if I was doing it right. And, and I think a lot of people feel that as well. And uh, but I think I mean, the more and more I hear people doing it, uh, for example, like athletic trainers telling their athletes to do it in their workflow. Like I just heard LeBron James speaking on a podcast and he's saying like, you know, I incorporate mindfulness and, mm-hmm. and meditation into my workout routines. I mean, that's something that's pretty inspiring to me. Kobe was big on it too. Kobe yeah. Was huge on and, it. and, and it's, the, it's not always like what you think it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it, I guess it could be anything, you know, any moment you have to just take a deep breath in and out long, deep breaths and, and just try to, you know, not think about too much, too many things. I think, uh, that's what I'm getting more. I mean, I try to incorporate it anytime I have some free time. I mean, even if I'm just waiting for a wave while I'm surfing yeah. and I'm just like watching the sunset and I'm just sitting there. I just close my eyes and sit there and, and, and take deep breaths. And, and, and I feel like that's helping me a lot. 
that's the beauty of mindfulness it's like like we talked about in the last episode it doesn't have to be meditation it's like everyone has a different avenue to reach Mm -hmm. that like moment of presence but it's it's taking the time to even do that Mm -hmm. you know beforehand you i might go surfing and i would never think to be like i should really soak in this moment and kind of like take those deep breaths whereas now it's on our radar yeah and that's that's like step one is just having it on your radar that is success with like mindfulness at least for me at my stage is like at least trying to to find those moments right that's a win having the awareness you're not always searching for what's next it's it like changes it shifts your whole lifestyle like you said sitting there you know waiting for the next wave you can do so many things with your thoughts in that moment but you can also just be what are what are some of your challenges yeah i think at the end of my meditations when i first started getting into it like i was saying i was trying those apps to really help me get going and guide me i would i would think to myself you know do i feel more relaxed do i feel better am i less stressed Am I getting better sleep after this? Those kind of things. I, I, I was, there's a lot of uncertainty for sure. And I, and there was always something like self-doubt and questioning going mm-hmm. on in my head. Is this a good use of my time? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I could be doing something way more productive in these last 10 minutes. I know it was only 10 minutes. It wasn't that long, but I could still be, you know, learning something. You have a list of stuff. You yeah, there's to always do, a to-do so. list. I mean, <laughs> there's some other things I could have done. I could have watched a YouTube video and learned a new programming language i don't know yeah or went on facebook leading up to the podcast we were looking at some of the top reasons that might prevent somebody from meditating or getting really deep and some of the top ones we you already touched on it is like self-judgment around its effectiveness so thinking you know you're meditating you're sitting there with your eyes closed and maybe half the time you're trying to meditate and the other half you're like is this even working is this like thing on that was the top reason that was preventing people from having successful meditation they also mentioned always meditating alone that maybe you can get a little bit deeper when you're meditating with a group which is an interesting concept and i know sean you've led a bunch of group meditations Mm -hmm. and the ones that i've been a part of have actually definitely affected me helped me go deeper and stay deeper in the meditation what's your there's challenges of meditating with people and then there's also benefits sometimes it's easier to meditate alone like one of the big reasons they call it uh was it imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. where you're meditating with a group of people and you just think like damn i am so doing this wrong and everyone around me is an expert and i'm blowing it but once you can kind of like get past that i feel like if you're in this group setting and everyone's doing it you can you can feel everyone breathing and i don't know sometimes when i lead guided meditations I can feel how deep the session's going and there's sessions I've led where honestly within five minutes I could feel like everyone is so deep right now and there's Mm. been other sessions when I'm like you know 10-15 minutes in and I'm like oh man it's it's it feels harder like there's Mm. more resistance when you do it by yourself you sit down alone you you run it and then that's it you go on with your day but when you're doing it with people you're you're usually coming together it's like part of your day if you're going to a set place to meet you're really priming yourself i'm gonna meditate at six all right i'm driving to meditation okay i parked i'm walking there okay i'm in the meditation class about to start in five minutes okay we're meditating 20 minutes later but you've kind of been like gearing up for that the whole day Hmm. versus like i had 10 minutes should i just jump in my room real quick and meditate okay i did it and now i'm out so there's something there, I think, like mentally, maybe psychologically. Ruben, have you done a group 
meditation after yoga class you know a lot of instructors i could go into like a meditative uh portion of the class mm-hmm. kind of that mm-hmm. i forgot what it's called the shavasana. Shavasana. Yeah. Yeah, there shavasana. You go. Um, and of course with sean a few times for sure and i think the the guided meditation or the guided aspect of it is super helpful i definitely get distracted easily when yeah. i'm meditating so if I have someone talking me through it, I think that helps a lot. It's a weird thing to do. So guided helps so much. Hmm. Like for people who are starting out, a lot of the people who tell me they've never done it, they can't do it. I ask them if they've done guided before and they're like, no, I never really tried that. And I'm like, well, what did you do then? You just sat there and like trying to go perform. Like mm-hmm. it's like mental exercise. How are you going to lift weights without knowing how to do it? Yeah. Well, to bring it back, I mean, it, I think it's really hard to track something so subjective like meditation like how do you know it's successful and how do you know it's helping you and um, definitely the self-judgment meditating alone meditating to escape maybe you you know i think some people have a notion that when you meditate you're trying to completely remove yourself from this world but um you know a lot of just bringing familiarity to it you're actually trying to just listen more exactly yeah that you should be in a way connecting with that moment instead of like dissociating from it. I feel super lucky. I was saying this the other day where yeah. it's just, we're so lucky to have access to the knowledge, even just the desire to to want to live healthy while we're young. Cause it starts young. Doing these things now is an investment in your health um, for the long term, for sure. It's like people ask like, oh, you know, why do you eat like that? Or why do you do so much exercise? It's like, you know, this is this this is my like preventative medicine right here. This is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. does it bring you joy? Oh, for sure. Do you feel uh, sacrifice? Because that's what a lot of people say is like, it's not worth the sacrifice. I don't see sacrifice on you, though. Yeah. I mean, I think you just get into this, like into these habits and to these like, you know, I'm going to meal prep on Sunday. You just get used to those things. And, you know, I'm going to exercise, go to the gym because there's traffic anyways. I don't want to sit in traffic. So, you, you know, you just get in these rhythms and and it just becomes a, a, a usual thing. Another part of your day, it's, it's not that bad. I don't see it as a huge sacrifice for sure. And I mean, that ties back into environment. Like, I feel like the number one biggest thing I feel on a day-to-day basis living in San Diego is the emphasis on health mm-hmm. and life balance. It's not just our tribe too. The general community, there's a, there's an understanding, I would say, in yeah. San Diego where people value their health and their work-life balance and their priorities, unlike the Bay Area sometimes, um, the priorities aren't just about getting that raise or becoming the best software developer or starting the next company and working until they erupt. <laughs> yeah. They've got better priorities down here, I feel like. Absolutely. I, and yeah, that's huge for me. You know, if, if you're around people in San Francisco or the Bay Area, you know, are constantly drinking or smoking or playing video games all the time, it's like, uh, it's, it's going to affect you and, yeah. and, and you're going to, you know, fall into that same, mm-hmm. that same culture. You want to be around people who are like-minded and, and, and follow a healthy lifestyle and that's going to, that's going to go on to you and you're going to, you know, follow those habits as well. Mm-hmm. But so... Because sometimes I feel this, and I wonder if you do too, but how do you balance, you know, we're we're aspiring professionals, we're really trying to push ourselves forward. I know that for me, my career is the most important. I don't, I don't have a family, I don't have a dog even. So my career is what I take a lot of pride in. How do you balance pushing yourself forward and still having that like drive to, to have a, a really successful career versus 
being complacent and focusing on you know stretching out your hamstrings or what you (laughs) (laughs) but but how do you is that something you think about yeah i mean i guess the way i see it is uh i have this kind of this rule or 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 from what i've heard is that i think it's good to change jobs every two to three years Hmm. um another cool thing i've heard is that when you turn 50 you should completely change your career mm-hmm. and just do like if i'm doing software engineering now i should you know uh do something completely different when i'm 50 maybe Filmmaker, s- maybe 50 start a years. t-shirt company you know <laughs> like, mm. like, but it's i'm that's why i'm so happy that i'm you know doing this now it's something like completely different than what i'm doing at work mm. um it's it's activating another part of my brain uh that creative side for sure and uh with you but, it feels like it comes deep like yeah, you, for you're sure. a very creative individual. Yeah, I mean, when, when I was a kid, I never thought I was going to be, you know, major in computer engineering and, and, you know, do all that and be where I am now. Um, like, I loved my art class. I was, like, hoping I could do something with art, architecture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really pan out. It wasn't realistic for me if I wanted to get out of student debt and all that stuff. So, But back to your question. How, how do I balance, you know, being comfortable and... Uh, trying to grow. I think you got to, you know, keep learning. And I think that comes with, with changing jobs every now and then. I'm pretty comfortable with my position now, but uh, yeah, at some point I need to start looking for something new. I mean, I think it's important to know when you're not in the right place and yeah. to like be able to identify that and make a change. But it is interesting. I want, do you feel like, oh man, the gratitude alarm every time <laughs> strikes us. If you're listening, take a moment. We have a daily gratitude alarm. And it just hit. Ruben, what is what is mindfulness to you in the sense of like, without talking about meditation, where do you feel like you find moments of mindfulness throughout your day? Like, is there certain things you do or is there like, you know, is it exercise? I think it's just like the simplest things. Like if I'm if I'm in the office, like I need to go outside for a lunch break and just, you know, soak in some sun. It's those small things. Just for me, it's just getting outside, getting a little bit of vitamin D, taking some deep breaths. I, I think I, I get a lot from that. Um, if I'm just inside the whole day and I see that it's sunny or even if it's cloudy, I mean, I need to get outside, get fresh some air. fresh air. Yeah. Uh, I mean, watching you from, you know, outside perspective, some of the things that I see you do that definitely lend to a mindful lifestyle are the way you eat, your diet super clean. You have, you almost eat no sugars. It's insane. You don't like sweet things. You don't do desserts. Food is medicine, baby. And your, your <laughs> food is definitely healing you. And then the way you take care of your body too, you have like a foam roller set up always and a bunch of like body work stuff. So that's right there. That's like the food you put in your body. The, the tools you use to take care of your body yeah i mean i, I just i just want to live a long life i want to be as healthy as long as i can I call it that health span you know hmm. but you weren't always like that though i wasn't i think uh you need to go through like you know damage and injuries and 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 experience what it's like to eat like a ton of shitty food and hmm. and uh then you're like oh shit i think uh, i should you know try something new how bad was your food once upon a time because i we lived together in college yeah i mean in, in college for sure it was like i mean 
I lived with, you know, pretty healthy people, athletes and stuff like that. So we were like, you know, we were eating quinoa and stuff, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but we were still like college students on a budget and we were just like, man, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna buy the cheapest beer. I'm gonna buy the, <laughs> Seriously. the cheapest meat, you know, whatever, whatever I can get that I can afford. And, 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 uh, I don't really know what I was doing. I love that health span. I've never heard that. Really? I love that. Tell me about that. The traditional thinking is like we have this goal that oh let's live till 80 or 90 if you're living with a disease or you're living with some like physical condition that's holding you back from doing what you want to do from mm-hmm. the age 60 to 80 or 90 then you're really not living mm-hmm. living those last 30 years of your life mm-hmm. you know quality of life yeah it's like why why yeah quality of life i think that's what it is and i think that's the big like idea behind it you want to um you don't want to drop off at, at, at 50 or 60 you want the drop off to be sudden right before you know it's your time <laughs> mm. yeah love a good sudden drop off <laughs> <laughs> that concludes episode seven thanks again for taking time to listen to this podcast it was great having ruben on the show today we learned a lot about his connection and his story to aware and we really appreciate all the contributions that he's made to making this brand possible again if you're if you're interested in supporting this and you enjoy the content that we create please visit aware-apparel.com and consider purchasing some of our apparel because that is the fuel that makes this content possible and of course subscribe and like our podcasts and our videos we appreciate you we love you we hope you carry that forward into the world until next time peace